Good News for an Endangered Species. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. A critical deadline looms for about 40 million people who rely on the Colorado River for drinking water and irrigation. The Bureau of Reclamation has warned the seven basin states that if they cannot reach an agreement by this coming Thursday on how to share looming water shortages, then the federal government will step in and do it for them. In an interview with the Arizona Daily Star, a water expert warned that if an agreement is not reached, it would mean chaos on the river. With no agreement, the state of Arizona would potentially be the biggest loser, and many farmers south of Phoenix would likely take the largest hit. The worst-case scenario with no deal? Federal authorities could impose conservation plans more draconian than those the states have considered. The other result of no agreement would be uncertainty, which limits water managers' ability to plan. The main obstacle toward getting a seven-state agreement has been in Arizona, where proposals for a drought contingency plan have to be approved in the legislature. Last week, there was positive movement by the Central Arizona Project that supports legislation for a drought contingency plan. But as of Friday, no bills had been introduced in the state legislature and no hearings had been set, even though January 31st is coming quickly. To date, all of the states in the upper basin, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, and Wyoming, have developed contingency plans. In the lower basin, Nevada has done so, as has the Southern California Metropolitan Water District. But Arizona and two major water districts in Southern California have not. Greenland's enormous ice sheet is melting so fast that it may have reached a point of no return, according to a new study. Ice loss has long been one of the biggest drivers of sea level rise worldwide, but on Greenland, much of that has come from glaciers calving into the Atlantic from the island's southeast and northwest regions. But as Live Science reports, ice is vanishing four times faster than it was in 2003 on the massive southwest ice sheet that was thought to be more resistant to melting. According to to a team of scientists led by Michael Bevis from The Ohio State University, the loss is partly attributable to a natural weather phenomenon called the North Atlantic Oscillation, which affects air temperature. It's similar to how the El Nino and La Nina weather systems can change water temperatures in the Pacific. Bevis and his team hypothesized that when the oscillation is in the so-called positive phase, skies above Greenland tend to be cloudy and don't encourage melting. But when it's in a negative phase, Warm air gets pulled from the south along the west of Greenland, leading to blue, clear skies that allow more sunlight to reach the ice, causing more melting, which since 2003 has been happening more frequently. While the Greenland report is bad news for sea level rise, all is not lost according to a new climate model developed by scientists in Australia and Germany that was funded by the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation's One Earth Initiative. The model shows that if we transition to 100% renewable energy and protect natural ecosystems, we can have a more stable climate within a single generation, all without using nuclear energy or finding geoengineered ways to suck CO2 out of the atmosphere. The researchers say nature is key to solving the climate crisis because forests and oceans absorb one half of all CO2 emissions. In addition to switching to renewables, they say we need to keep natural carbon sinks intact by halting deforestation and planting new forests in order to keep global temperature rise below 1.5 degrees Celsius. 
new Florida governor Ron DeSantis has taken steps that The Guardian describes as making him the new champion of the state's waterways and beaches, surprising many. At his inauguration, the Republican declared the environment would be his top priority, and his agenda would include creating a task force to study solutions for red tide and blue-green algae. DeSantis has also announced a $2.5 billion project of environmental improvements for the protection of water resources, while his predecessor Rick Scott, now a U.S. senator, had a long history of taking contributions from the sugar industry, DeSantis refused them and promised to reduce its influence in the state and also its pollutants into waterways. After water policy managers appointed by the former governor defied DeSantis's plans to send clean water to the Everglades, he asked for their resignations. While DeSantis had closely aligned himself with Donald Trump, he has said he isn't a climate change denier or believe but he is creating an Office of Environmental Accountability to be led by a science officer, which may be a first for any state. And finally, there is more good news from Florida as well as Georgia. Three new right whale calves have been spotted. The North Atlantic right whale is one of the most endangered species of whales in the world. Manga Bay reports that they were nearly wiped out by centuries of commercial hunting, but then grew to number about 500 in recent decades. But since 2010, the population has been dropping due to a combination of causes such as collisions with ships and entanglements in fishnets. Only a few more than 400 are estimated to be alive today. Last calving season, no new baby whales were confirmed, but during 2017 and 2018, 20 deaths were recorded. Philip Hamilton of the New England Aquarium told the New York Times that the whales' changing feeding patterns due to warming waters may be affecting their fertility. There's been an increase in the time period between births of baby whales, possibly due to not enough food in order to support the weight a mother needs to calf. Baby right whales, when born, are about the size of a sedan and put on about 100 pounds a day. Mother and calf usually spend up to a few months in the warmer waters off Florida and Georgia before heading to New England. The new baby right whales are, according to Hamilton, a spark of hope for the endangered species. That's it for This Week in Water. We'll see you next time. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Waterworks Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org.